that metal interview. To all the amorphous fanatics, amorphous, uh, the death metal band from Finland, A-M-O-R-P-H-I-S, amorphous, hail from the country of Finland, and uh, we have a guest from their band by the name of Essa Holopainen, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, Essa spends time with us and talks about his uh, new project, a uh, project by the name of Silver Lake. And uh, they got a video out there, a music video and a single, of course, by the name of Storm, which features uh, the band Nordman's Hakan Hemlin on vocals, if I'm pronouncing that right, Hakan Hemlin on vocals. And it's the self-titled debut album uh, featuring a bunch of guests, a bunch of uh, real badass singers, for sure. But this video, this uh, single... Features Nordman's Hakan Hemlin, which sounds badass. If you guys haven't heard it, let's check out Storm, the song Storm by Issa's new side project band Silver Lake. Here it is, guys. Enjoy Silver Lake Storm. I stand on the shore, praying under the sky.
uh, wasn't that some badass, badass shit? Good shit for sure, man. Silver Lake, you guys should pick it up. Uh, it should be on sale May 28th. Nuclear Blast Records for sure. And uh, we spent time with Essa speaking about different things, uh, past, present, and future, Amorphous, and of course, Silver Lake. And why he chose and how he chose all these different vocalists to... Uh, be a part of this uh, record, you know, uh, Silver Lake. So, guys, check it out, man. Here's our interview with Mr. Issa Holopainen. Here he goes. Enjoy. New project, uh, Silver Lake. Uh, new single, uh, Storm. Nine tracks uh, that I have not heard. I've only heard Storm, which is a very, 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 very good song and video. Nuclear Blast, right? Uh, congrats on this new project. Uh, can you talk about it a little bit? Yeah, sure. Thank you. Uh, yeah, Storm is the first single now, and uh, I'm also super happy how the video turned out. It's filmed in Canary Island early early this year, and and yeah, really really happy how it how it turned out. And uh, and uh, next single is coming out end of this month. And basically how this project got started was a year ago. A friend of mine who is running a studio here gave me a call and, uh, and he asked that would I be interested to start to work with my, with my solo stuff or solo, solo project yeah. as all the shows got cancelled because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. And he, yeah, so that, that was pretty much in short, short way how this, how this project got started. So, yeah. How did you pick and choose, uh, for the people that don't know, there's, on the album, there's uh, different singers on there. And uh, so how did you choose uh, these certain singers out of so many in the world, right? Yeah, it's uh, all the singers here. They, they are singers that uh, are my friends, we, I've toured with, and... Uh, and uh, singers that I personally highly respect and, and I do like. So that, that was like the criteria how I chose the singers. Um, of course, it wasn't that easy task because I know quite many singers. <laughs> but, uh, but these who are on this album are, are you know, truly, truly the singers that I admire myself. Great singers, for sure. Um, what made you do this project uh, as Silver Lake and uh, how do you know these songs weren't made for, for Amorphous? Um, you know, when I started the project, I had I had three songs that became sort of the or created backbone for this whole album, and uh, those songs were so different from what I what I've done with Amorphous that I I never even thought about offering them to any Amorphous session. So. Um, I think that was one of the things, of course, I had a lot of different singers who sing in very different style. That gave me more variety to, to variate with the songs and with the styles of the songs. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, um, it was totally different sort of session for me that I would do, for example, for Amorphis. So, so in that way, it's, uh, I learned quite a lot during this trip. Awesome. So, uh, for the fans that are, that might be worried about Amorphis, uh, is this the end of Amorphis, or is this only a <laughs> <laughs> is this only a side project? Yeah, this is absolutely. This is the this is my project, 
And uh, actually, we at the moment we are working with the new Amorphis album. Uh, the album is coming out as February 22. So, so Silver Lake was my project that I started started um, during COVID 19. It's a it's a Corona project. <laughs> right. So, how long have you been writing for for Silver Lake? Is it a couple of years, a couple of months? Uh the first songs, the ideas for those songs I wrote a couple of years ago, but the rest of the music I, I wrote last year while arranging and recording the album. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I didn't have anything else to do last year than, than, than really focus on this Silver Lake album and, and writing the music for it. What is it that uh, do you listen to when you're not holding a guitar or... What's on your playlist? What's what's on SS playlist? Um, I'm I'm pretty boring. What comes to to picking up new music, uh -huh. and usually when I when I listen listen to music, I go to I end up with all the classics like uh, early Rainbow albums, Deep Purple, um, Slayer, awesome, um, Mastodon. Yep. What else I've played lately? Um, Nick Cave, Tool. That it's really varies on, on which mood I am. But I'm, I'm really bad at picking new artists up. So I usually end up with the, with the with the same old classic albums. A little bit different question here. If we can talk uh, Amorphis a little bit uh, yeah. for the people that don't know the history of Amorphis, uh, what year did this band start, and uh, how did it start? Amorphis started uh, in 1990, over 30 years ago. Um, it's so long ago that I think it, I was living another life. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it, it started like, I guess, with, with any band. We, we got together with a group of friends who shared the same passion for the music and, you know, started to play for fun. At that time, death metal was, uh, was, was just coming up and, and we were the first death metal bands here in, in Finland and doing that kind of stuff and uh, yeah that's pretty much how it started you know the first gigs we played we played uh, in local youth clubs here in, in Finland and uh, later on we got contacted by Relapse Records and got opportunity to, to record our first album I think this was 1992 so a lot of things happened during the these 30 years and and uh, but but yeah that's pretty much in in a nutshell how our history is like that's a very cool style you have there uh i'm a big fan of uh, under the red cloud uh death of a king very very cool stuff there yeah. thank you thank so, you <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the under the red cloud was the album that that we started to work with uh, with a producer that we are also now working with Jens Boker, a Swedish producer. Uh, he's really cool guy and, and and really good with uh, with coming up with uh, with nuances and new new elements and things for for bands. So, what's your favorite song to play uh, live? Mm, favorite song, I think it's usually. Something from the latest albums. I, I, I actually know that you mentioned. I really enjoy playing "Death of a King" on live. It's a great live track as well. Awesome. Uh, the song called "Bad Blood." That's that's a great live song. Yes. Wrong direction. Those those songs I really do enjoy playing live. 
give us your best gig and your worst gig. Well, I start with the worst gig <laughs> because that I remember very well. That, that was a long time ago. We were just we released uh, Tales from a Thousand Legs album, and it was our first show in Portugal. And the album actually charted in Portugal, and and we played in in Lisbon and another town I can't remember at the moment. But anyway, we were so wasted during <laughs> the show that that it was insane, and and. Uh, our keyboard player, you know, you couldn't see his eyes. You, you could only see the the, the white balls, like, going <laughs> <all> crazy. <laughs> and he, he was shouting in Finnish that he wants to play drums. You know, I want to play drums, I want to play drums. <laughs> he was so so wasted, it was, it was stupid. And uh, later on, we got voted in the local music magazine that Amorphis Days for a Thousand Legs is the best metal album of the year. And uh, the same page there was uh, the, the worst live show of the year was Amorphis. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> so that was officially our worst live show. And, and, but yeah. yeah. Wow. Old days. Um, best live. I, I don't know. That's, uh, we've done now some pretty, pretty nice gigs. I think... Um, Wacken opener we played in 2018 was was really nice in Germany and overall we played the last tour we did with Timo Borger here in, in Europe um, 2000 actually 2020 January uh, that was really really good one uh, we played for for big crowds here in Europe so I could easily pick up any any from those shows really nice ones what advice can you give a, a new younger kids uh, starting bands up at this time of age what advice can you give them as far as that um, yeah I think I think you know one good advice is to to really to play the music you want to play and and enjoy enjoy that and not try to copy too much what other other bands are doing I think um, creating unique style or or or, or uh, your own thing mostly comes from from the thing that you truly write for yourself and you truly play the music you enjoy yourself uh, that's I think the first advice and uh, I don't know then then you know you should have some relationships to local promoters and and, and you just have to be patient and, and try to tease them all the time to get your first shows done and, and uh, I guess that's that's a good way to start. Um, I wouldn't start by um, trying to immediately contact with uh, with the labels because I know that they are there are hands full with uh, with demos and and, and, and everything. But uh, but going little step further, trying to get shows even though it's hard and, and be be honest for yourself with your music. So that's probably the good advice. And it, it's a good thing if you can play something on. I think that's, <laughs> that doesn't do harm if you know your instruments. So can you speak about uh, your equipment uh, for the musicians uh, asking what kind of equipment uh, do you use on stage or is it different than the studio equipment? Mm, I use uh, ESP guitars. Uh, they are really, really solid guitars for live live use. Um, and, um, and, and on studio, I use pretty much... Uh, everything that sounds good. I use uh, different strats, Telecaster, Jazzmaster for clean, 
that's great. Um, Les Pauls, Gibsons, ESPs. It, it really depends on the on the song and the sound world you are you're working with. Uh, I recorded actually quite a lot with neural DSP plugins for for Silver Lake album. They are super good. Um, that that's basically what I do if I have to record something from my home studio. I use neural DSP uh, uh, plugins rather than, than than trying to to mic the cabinet and use a tube amplifier. But, but it's a different story than with amorphous sessions. We pretty much use tube amplifiers, uh, diesel, Bochner, Marshall, and uh, and miking is a mystery thing, but only our producer Jens knows. He uses tons of different mics, and, and he, he's got really, really weird and fucked up miking system. So it's... <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I, I try to I try to copy the sound to my Kemper Kemper uh, while I was recording Amorphis Queen of Time album, and uh, I, I had my Kemper with me, and I thought that I can profile this sound there, and then it's it's you know handy to use live. But he, his miking system is so so weird that it it, it literally made made the whole profiling. Uh, idea impossible so uh-huh. so but but yeah that's that's pretty much what, what we use during the sessions on live i use campers because they are really good really good and solid for live use um we we use in-ear system so so it really doesn't matter if you have a cabinet or stage or not uh, usually the front of sound guy prefers not to have cabinets with you because it's it's better to to do the the mixing when everything is online. So yeah, that's that's pretty much what I what I use. Really, so so live uh, sometimes cabinets are not are not necessary, right? No, 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 no. And uh, it's funny because usually the only one who enjoys cabinets are the players themselves. <laughs> you know. Yes, it, it's a great feeling. It's a great feeling if you have a nice tube amplifier and you played it loud through cabinet. But the the people at the front row they don't hear anything else but the the, the dudes guitar playing from the cabinet, and it, 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 it it's a chaotic and and for the sound engineer it's it's horrible to try to mix because usually what what happens is that that the, if if there's two guitar players they start to they start to com- compete with the who you know who's louder and everybody wants to hear themselves and, and yeah it becomes chaotic it, it becomes chaotic and it, it's for the sound engineer it's super hard to mix a band that is that it's too loud i saw uh an interview with uh with uh, the 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 guy that uh, controls uh, james Hetfield's uh equipment backstage and uh and i'm sorry this is not uh, related to to your music it relates to all metal of course but he said that uh the cabinets are not necessary, just like you said, and Headfield only has them up there for whenever he wants to feel that old school vibe around his his body. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's that's pretty much the thing usually. Um, if if you have a huge stage, that that is possible, and you you can have your cabinet there, and it doesn't really doesn't really. Um, do any any harm for the for the bigger picture or the overall sound, and uh, it is absolutely it, it is a nice feeling when you know that that you can actually feel yeah 
the pressure of the pressure of your sound. So so uh, absolutely understand that. Uh, it it is for guitar players, especially it is a huge compromise. It was for me. It was was huge compromise when when we jumped into using in ears and and little by little got rid of the the real tube amplifiers and cabinets. But now that I got used to them, I. I I'm I'm absolutely fine with that, and I, I actually I wouldn't like to go back to this right. old school tube amplifier <laughs> world, right? Because your sound is always different, right? Yeah, I, I play guitar myself in, in local bands, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. it's it's sad to hear this to hear this that uh, uh, amplifiers are are going away. <laughs> it is, but it's you know if 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 you're realistic, there is. Yeah, I, I love tube amplifiers. I I. I I do. Don't get me wrong. I I have um, yeah. a couple Bockners. I, I love playing through them. But uh, but it is if you think about the bigger picture, it's it's difficult. You know, if if you do like uh, one of shows, you have to take your gear to aeroplane. It's it's yeah. if you have your rental gear, it's 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 always different than your own. And uh, of course, using campers and and all these. All these uh, uh, processor amplifiers—it's it, not the same, and it, it's—it is a compromise. But uh, but I think for the greater good and the bigger picture, it's it's better to use those than than burnt marshals. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, what is next for for yourself, Essa? Uh, Silver Lake and Amorphous. Uh, what can fans expect next from you? Uh. Silver Lake album comes out end of May, and at the moment we are working with the next Amorphis album that comes out February 22, and hopefully sometime during next year the world is world is ready for the live shows again. So that's that's I guess what we all are waiting at the moment. Uh, would you like to send a message to your fans listening to this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thanks for the interview, and I hope. Uh, the listeners will get into the Silver Lake album, uh, slightly different from what I've usually done, but uh, I'm super happy with the album. And uh, next year, early 22, is time for a new Amorphis album as well. So, yeah. Awesome. Uh, thank you for your time, Essa. I appreciate that. And uh, very good job with Silver Lake. I love the song Storm, and we can't wait to hear the rest. Okay. Thank you very much, man. Support, support Essa's project silver lake support amorphous for all you amorphous fanatics out there you know there's a bunch of you out there just like me uh there's a song by amorphous that i really really love uh death of a king now that is some crazy crazy metal some good metal if you guys want some death metal uh just heavy metal death metal uh check out amorphous man a-m-o-r-p-h-i-s i truly recommend this stuff man and uh, now i recommend silver lake Check out that uh, new jam uh, by the name of Storm by Silver Lake. And we thank uh, Mr. Issa Holopainen for uh, spending, spending some time for spending some time with us here at uh, jrocksmetalzone.com, 24-7 rock metal, and uh, our guest for that metal interview podcast. Thank you guys for supporting our podcast, and thank you for sharing and liking and this and that. So we truly appreciate it. Don't forget to ring the bell on YouTube so that way you guys can have the latest latest uploads from our podcast so thank you guys who support us on spotify pandora iheart radio 
and so on and so forth. And don't forget to keep it metal.